Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep. Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and the Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you. Marinero, the sick podcast. I've never quite done a show like this before, but there's a first time for everything. I'm lying down. I'm in bed. On my Essentia mattress. Why? Because the Tampa Bay Lightning have put the Montreal Canadiens and everyone cheering for the Canadiens to sleep. Joining me right now from the Montreal Gazette, Stu Cowan. How you doing, bud? I'm doing well. You look pretty comfy there, Tony. I am very, very comfortable. I have to get you here, my friend, at 2760 Daniel Johnson in Laval uh, at the Essentia showroom. The, the show, of course, the Sick Podcast is brought to you by Essentia. The world's only natural memory foam mattress. Go to myessentia.com slash sickpod and use code sickpod for a free pillow with your purchase. Essentia beyond organic sleep. And I talked about the lightning putting the Canadians to sleep. Stu, everyone thought game three or everyone in Montreal or the most optimist of Canadians fans thought this is it. The Canadians are back at home. Here's their chance to get back in the series. I don't know about you, but three and a half minutes into the game, I knew it was over. Yep, that's what I thought, and that's what I wrote also in my uh, post-game uh, report. Down to nothing, it means you got to score at least three goals on Andre Vezilevsky, and the odds of that were very slim. They did score three goals. Still wasn't enough. Carey Price let in five, and the sixth goal is an empty netter. So, you know, Tampa's just such a good team, and the Canadians have beaten themselves in many ways. I mean, Tampa's uh, – every time they make a mistake, Tampa puts it in the back of the net. Uh, you know, early goal last night, and then Eric Stahl takes a penalty for shooting the puck over the glass. Power play goal, 2 nothing. It really was game over right then. I mean, the Canadians tried to fight back. Uh, hard enough fighting back from a one-goal deficit early in the game, but two goals, yeah, the game was over at that point. I mean, you know, Canes got within the 4-2 or whatever, but then more mistakes, a bad line change for a goal. Uh, you know, a, a giveaway by Gustafsson at center ice. Uh, it, it was just, it got ugly, and... Tampa's too good. You can't make mistakes against Tampa like that. And, you know, Canadians are, are no match for Tampa Bay. And Carey Price has been no match for Andre Vasilevsky. That's basically yeah. the story of the series so far. Before we get to that, Stu, listen, I, I know the whole adage that if it ain't broke, don't fix it and all that stuff, right? So I can understand why the Canadians stuck with the same lineup that they've had over the past couple of games, the lineup that's brought them success and all that stuff. Having said that, there has to be at one point where you look at it and you say, okay, uh, we've had a winning lineup, but how about the importance of getting fresh legs into the lineup? How about the importance of getting a hard-hitting Romanov? How about the importance of getting a more offensive Tatar? And up until last night, the Canadians were always right, and we asking for Tatar and or Romanov were always wrong. But I think it's safe to say, and we don't know if the Canadians would have won last night with those guys, but we know that they lost without those guys. Stu, I believe last night they got it wrong. Scoring two goals in the first two games, they needed to add guys to the lineup who can add some offense. I think Tatar was one of those guys. 
And they needed a guy who could add energy, and I believe that guy was Romanov. So even though the Canadians have got it right most of the time these playoffs, I believe last night they got it wrong. I agree with you. Uh, you know, Thomas Tatar, Philip Deneau, and Brendan Gallagher were the Canes' best line for two years. They're one of the best lines in the NHL five-on-five. Five. Uh, yes, Tatar has struggled in the playoffs. He struggled when he was Vegas also. But you got to mix stuff up at some point. You're down 2 nothing, As you said, two goals in the first two games. Thomas Tatar is a proven goal scorer. Arturi Lekkinen works his butt off. He doesn't really have any hands to finish. And I just think it was it was a good time when you're down 2 nothing to put the tire back in the lineup. Hopefully you get a bit of an offensive spark. There's no doubt he's going to be motivated. He doesn't have a contract for next season. He's obviously not happy uh, sitting watching these games. And with Romanov, uh, you know, <clears throat> Merrill and Gustafsson on the point, it reminds me of the sort of stubbornness that Mark Bergevin has. And if you go back to 2017 when they lost to the Rangers, yeah, he acquired Dwight King at the trade deadline. And he just they kept Dwight King in the lineup every game, and he was horrible. He was slow. He slowed down what was an energy fourth line. I remember uh, the last game of Madison Square Garden, walking through the press box and walking past Tory Mitchell, and I'm thinking, you really want Dwight King in the lineup over Tory Mitchell? It was, you know, Tory had speed and had scored a goal in that series. But it seems with Bergeron, when he makes these trade deadline moves, he's going to stick with those guys. And uh, Gustafsson and Merrill remind me of of, of that. And uh, you know. I, I don't know what it is with Romanov. It's very bizarre. You'd think they would want this kid to be getting this playoff experience. The younger, the other younger kids on the team have been playing really, really well. Uh, but for whatever reason, they just keep putting uh, Romanov and Gustafsson out there. Gustafsson played 16 minutes last night. I mean, that's too much ice time for Gustafsson. Yeah. And and at least with Romanov, even Kulak. I thought Romanov and Kulak were a good third pair this season when they were together. You know, put them out eight minutes, ten minutes, and give the, the big four guys a bit of a rest. But Gustafsson and Merrill, and, and even in the third period, Ducharme had them both on the ice together at one point, and I was going, "Oh my God, what, what's going on here?" But yeah. you know, it's it's now you're down three nothing. Will they make changes the next game? We asked Dominic Ducharme this morning, and he said it's possible, but it's almost too late now. I mean, there's no way the Canadians are going to win four straight games against. No. Tampa. I don't think any team in the NHL could win four straight games against Tampa Bay. No, it's over. Um, listen, if if I were a betting man. And you can uh, place your bets on my bookie. Go to mybookie.ag slash the sick podcast and use code sick picks for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet win, get paid. When I made the suggestions that I'd, I'd put Tatar in the lineup and Romanov in the lineup, never did I think the Canadians were going to do it, but I did it anyway. But if I were a betting man, I would bet Romanov's going to be in for Gustafsson for game four because it's going to be a way for them to say, okay, we got him in. And it's also going to be um, a, a way for Romanov to get at least one game in the Stanley Cup final experience because Romanov has a future in Montreal. Gustafsson, I'd be very surprised. I wouldn't bet on that. You as, wouldn't, eh? Because of what I mentioned before, of Mark Bergevin's right. stubbornness. I mean, if he does that, he's sort of admitting that maybe they were wrong, right? And Mark Bergevin doesn't like to do that. I mean, Mark Bergevin deserves all kinds of credit for building the team that has got to the Stanley Cup final. The offseason moves he made were great, but I think one of the downfalls with Mark Bergevin has been his stubbornness. And, um, you know, and I, I think that they're just going to put the same lineup out there. Maybe the targets in, uh, but I'd be surprised if, if Romanov gets in. And at this point, it's almost not fair to the kid. I mean, he's been sitting out so long. Now you're going to throw him into the elimination game. And if he makes a mistake, cost him the game and the series is over, you know, is that going to hurt him moving forward? I, I really find it hard to understand with the whole Romanov situation. Now, here's a guy they brought into the bubble last year to get experience, even though he couldn't play. Played well this season, played 54 games, I think it was. 
and then all of a sudden in the playoffs, he's not good enough to play. I find it bizarre, um, you know, and especially against Tampa. I mean, he's a physical guy. And you look at what Tampa's defense is doing. You look at Sergachev. You know, yeah. He's throwing out. And, you know, Tampa has those six defense. They just roll them out there. and They're all big and they're all physical. And, you know, Merrill's not really physical. Gusev's is not physical at all. And I think the Canadians need that physical aspect against a team like Tampa. And, and I think they've really missed it the first three games. In Montreal right now, you can't criticize Carey Price because if you do, you're going to get destroyed uh, by everyone because of, I mean, let's face it, uh, he's the biggest reason why they are where they are in the playoffs out of all the players on the team. So I want to preface a couple of things here. I want to preface everything I'm going to say by by saying the Canadians are in the final and Carey Price has been absolutely amazing in the first three rounds. I want to also tell you that the Tampa Bay Lightning are much, much better than the Montreal Canadiens. They're deeper at every single scoring position. And of course, they know how to win Stanley Cups. They did last year. But I also want to tell you this. Despite all of that, somewhere along the line here in the final, and I think it happened in game one, Carey Price lost his mojo. You know, you could tell me all you want that Tampa Bay is better than Montreal. I agree. You could tell me that it's almost too much to ask for Price to beat the Lightning, and I somewhat agree. But you cannot tell me that this is the same Carey Price in the final. At some point, he lost his mojo. I don't know when it was. Maybe it was during game one when he realized that these guys are a different animal. They just seem to score at will against him. And that look Kelly Rudy showed yesterday. He showed uh, video replays of his lateral movements. I don't know how many times he lost his net. I don't know how many times he stumbled. And on several occasions, even when he made the save, very unsure of himself and even lucky at times. Do you agree with this? Yep. I mean, I've tweeted many times. Watching Carey Price, especially when you're at the game, I was last night as opposed to on TV, early in the game you can always tell if he's on or not just by the way he slides across his crease. And he's so when he's on, he's so smooth and everything's smooth and he knows his angles and every save looks easy. Uh, And you can tell that usually early in the game. And I tweeted last night early in the game, he's not on his game. As you say, he was sliding out of his crease. Like pucks were hitting him. He didn't know where they were. He was, he he looked, he was was fighting the puck, best way to describe it. And it was obvious right from the start of the game. And this is the carry price that we've seen the last three or four seasons in the regular season, just as inconsistent. And in this playoff run up until this point, he's been incredibly consistent. He's been fantastic. I mean, Canes are, aren't in the Stanley Cup final without Carey Price. You go back to the first round series against Toronto when they were down 3-1. One of those overtime games they won, they were outshot 13-2 to when they won. Yeah, so right. they're not, Habs have no hope of being in the Stanley Cup final without Carey Price. But now that they're there, <clears throat> excuse me, that inconsistency that we've seen the last three or four seasons has popped up its head. And, uh, you know, Kane's worth 20 games into the playoffs, and that's yep. a long run. He's played every game, and that inconsistency is there. So it's not it's not that shocking that this has happened. Um, as I said, he was able to, to hold it on for now. But I think Andre Vasilevsky owns Carey Price, and he owns the Canadians. He's won 11 straight games against the Canadians. He has a save percentage of, like, 955 during that. It's unbelievable. And it's, it's in the Canadians' heads. Maybe it's in Carey Price's head. Maybe that's part of what he is. But, I mean, after the first three games of this series, there's no doubt who the better team is. 
And there's no doubt who the better goalie is. Andre Vasilevsky is a better goalie than Carey Price. And uh, and the Canadians, you know, last night they were able to beat him three times, and that wasn't enough because Carey Price let in five goals. So um, this is the carry. This is we're now seeing regular season Carey Price in the playoffs instead of playoff Carey Price. It's the sick podcast, uh, Marinero, along with Stu Cowan of the Montreal Gazette, and uh, the Montreal Canadiens had me drinking myself to sleep last night. I'll tell you that right now on a good old Cherry River uh, seltzer, only 90 calories, natural flavors, no preservatives, now available in Quebec uh, grocery stores and the beer store. Um, and here I am at Essentia on Daniel Johnson in Laval, um, basically still sleeping. The lightning have put the Canadians to sleep. There was, um, there was a moment in the game yesterday, Stu, and I, for me, that picture stayed in my head the entire night. Now, you were at the game, so you were there. I was watching it on television. But when the anthem was being played, they showed Carey Price, and they zoomed in on him, and, you know, he broke out of sweat, and I would imagine he broke out of sweat because of several. That's not my point. My point is when they zoomed in on him, he didn't have that look that he had in the first three rounds. It's like... He had a look of concern. And I know, listen, there's no way I can put myself in his head. So there's no way that I what that I know what he's thinking. But it almost seems like he doesn't believe versus Tampa. You know what I mean? Well, all hockey players and all pro athletes will talk about confidence and how yeah. easy it can be to lose it and how hard it can be to get it back. And I think he's lost his confidence, or as you said earlier, his mojo. Um, you know, up until this point, I think he was like, like Patrick Wall was in 93, like, guys, don't worry, they're not going to beat me, we're going to win. And that seems to be lost. I mean, I didn't see that last night, I was at the game, so I didn't see yeah. the close-up of him during the anthem. But as I said, early in the game, I, I'm watching from the press box, and I said, he's not on. Like, he's he's uncom- he's uncomfortable in his net. That's probably the best way to describe when Yes, you're right. Game, he's really comfortable, everything's easy. And when he's not on his game, it's uncomfortable. As you said, sliding out of his crease and then looking behind him and pucks hitting him that he didn't know where they were. Um, we've seen that in the regular season with Carey Price the last few years. We haven't seen it in the playoffs up until this point. So, unfortunately, regular season Carey Price showed up in the Stanley Cup final. Um, and again, I mean, Kane, you know, people are going to dump on Carey Price, I'm sure, today, but they're not in the Stanley Cup final without Carey Price. And uh, he's not the only guy who's not playing well. I mean, there's other guys on the team. You can't you can't blame everything on Carey Price. Uh, but as I said, Vasilevsky is uh, yeah. Vasilevsky's an amazing Vasilevsky's like Patrick Wall was back when the Canadians won the Cup in '93. It's like he he you know he let in a couple of goals. That uh, I know on Twitter, some people were saying a little soft. I thought the Suzuki goal was a sneaky little shot. It was a really good goal. I thought by Suzuki, it caught him sort of uh, off balance a little bit. Uh, but Vasilevsky just and he's got to be intimidating because when you look yeah. at Vasilevsky, you can hardly see the net. He's just the, the size of him or the equipment or whatever it is. He's just a big, big guy. And, and He's huge. He's huge. And listen, I, think Stu, I think the Canes are intimidated by him, to be honest. Listen, Stu, I, I thought he gave up two bad goals. I thought he should have had both of them. But here's the deal. And I know, once again, it's a very difficult situation. The Canadians don't have a Nikita Kucherov. Uh, and as good as any of their goal scorers are, they're not Kucherov, and the Canadians don't have a Braden Point as good as Suzuki is, and he's very good, by the way. He's not Braden Point, not just yet, and Shea Weber obviously is not Victor Hedman and all that stuff. Tampa Bay's better. The thing is this, is that Tampa, Vasilevsky has the luxury 
of being able to let in two bad goals per game and his team can still win. Price doesn't have that luxury and it may be too much and it may be unfair, but it is what it is. The two goals that Price gave up to start the game, you could tell me all you want. He was screened on the first one and you could tell me all you want that the second one was 99 miles per hour. Stu, he can't let those goals in. No, and the one name you didn't mention in Tampa is Steven Stamkos. I mean, on yep. what other team in the NHL is Steven Stamkos a second-line player? Nowhere. I mean, Steven, you know, the, that just shows you the depth that this team has. And, you know, down 2 nothing. you know, I'm in the press box saying there's no way they're going to win this game. Like, there's no way they're scoring three goals on Vasilevsky. And I'm sure Canadian players on the bench have that going yep. in their head, too. Like, they're going, oh, man, we're done. You know, they, they never admit that publicly, but it's just you yep. and me. You're down, you're down 2 nothing. You're playing against the defending Stanley Cup champions with a goalie who has, up to that point is a 10-0 record against in the last 10 games. It's got to seep into your head a little bit that, man, you know, we're screwed here. Like, we're, we're, yeah. we're done. And you know what, Stu? It's three minutes into the game. It's yeah, three, and, that, and that's just it, it, it for me. Out of, it took it just all the, all the anticipation of the first Stanley yeah. Cup final game in Montreal since 1993, the first Stanley Cup final game ever at the Bell Centre. The excitement, the, the crowd outside, and then three minutes in, boom, it's gone. And they never got it back. And that's just it for me. You know, they could probably still even beat Tampa Bay in a game where he gives it two bad goals, but not when it's three and a half minutes into the game. And now Tampa Bay's got a 2 nothing lead. Anyway, that picture of him during the anthem where he just looked unsure of himself, I got to speak to excellent photo. Maybe they have a picture of it, Stu. Century located close to downtown shopping and universities. In Montreal, they ship to all of Canada professional staff at the store and online to help you choose the gear you really need. It's excellentphoto.ca. All right. Now, we talked about Carey Price, and we talked about you know him not being at his best, and we talked about how good Tampa Bay is. There's other guys that are clearly not at their best. Tyler Toffoli and Josh Anderson have done nothing in the Stanley Cup final. Nothing. Josh Anderson's thrown some body checks. That's about it, running around. They haven't scored... Brendan Gallagher hasn't scored. You know, Dano uh, isn't there to score goals. It was his first goal in 20 playoff games last night. Yeah. And you talked about what we were talking about before with Thomas Tatar on a team that can't score. You have a guy here who's, a, you know, at the beginning of almost every NHL season, you know, Thomas Tatar is going to score 20 goals. It's a given. He's, he's proven it. Yes, he hasn't played well in the playoffs, but that's true. But you put him, you, you need something. You need somebody who can score when they get an opportunity. Canes have too many guys who work hard and can't score. Yeah, you know, Terry like that. Jake Evans is like that. They got too many, you know, too many guys that, that you need those guys on a team. You need those workhorses, those those guys that go in the dirty areas and that. Yeah, you also need some guys who can score. In the playoffs, Gallagher has been like that. You know, yeah. in the playoffs, he's been yeah. like that. He's got he's got what a couple of goals, yeah. or whatever and, it is. But um, look, the Tatar, you're right that the Tatar hasn't had great playoffs. All that is true. It's also true that. He was, I believe, their fourth best point getter this year and their sixth best scorer. It's also true that he was their first best scorer last year and their first best point getter. It's also true that he was their third best scorer the year before that and their second best point getter. And his contract is up. Everyone knows he's not going to be back with the Montreal Canadiens next year. But, you know, he might have something to prove. Now, someone said to me, well... You can't play Tatar because he knows he won't be back with the Canadians. So he's not going to play to get injured. He knows he's done. Okay. Great point. Why? Can we guarantee that Armia is going to be back? Can we guarantee that Dano is going to be back? 
Can we guarantee that Merrill's going to be back? Can we guarantee that Gustafson's going to be back? All their contracts are up at the end of the year. Can we guarantee that Perry's going to be back? Can we guarantee that Stahl's going to be back? All their contracts are up at the end of the year. Yeah. They're playing. Yep. And Tatar wants, I mean, he's a free agent, unrestricted free agent. He's, he doesn't want to go into the offseason with, you know, the thing being, oh, you didn't play in the playoffs. I mean, if he gets in there, he's not going to play not to get hurt. I mean, when you play not to get hurt, that's when you get hurt. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's going to go out there and he's going to have something to prove. He's a proud guy. And, and, you know, that line, as I mentioned, with uh, Dano, Gallagher, and Tatar has been their best line for two years. Uh, you know, maybe one of the reasons Gallagher isn't scoring is that chemistry is lost playing with somebody else on that wing. And, and the other thing, Thomas Tatar, when you're around him, I mean, we haven't been around the players this year because we can't get in the locker room, but in previous seasons, he's one of the most likable athletes I've ever been around. His teammates absolutely love him. He's yeah. one of those guys. He's always in a good mood. He's always smiling. He's always happy. He's always really polite with everybody he deals with. Uh, his teammates love him, and and uh, you know it's got to be the teammates got to be looking at him sitting there and wondering. You know Gallagher and Dano especially like, man, this is our guy. Like we've been, you know, have we not done enough over the last two seasons to prove what a good line we can be? And you don't want to put him back with us. And then that's got to be going through Deno and Gallagher's minds. And as I mentioned, they've struggled. You know, Gallagher hasn't been scoring. Deno hasn't been scoring. And maybe part of that is they don't have that comfort level, uh, that chemistry, that natural chemistry that they've developed with Tatar on their wing. And as I mentioned, Arturi Lekkanen, God bless him. He works his butt off. He works yeah. as hard as he can. He's, a, he's, a, he's fearless. He's not a big guy, but he can't score. And um, Well, you know, some are going to say he scored the game winner versus Vegas, and I get that, but yeah. it's not because he scored the game winner versus Vegas that he's going to score every game, and that you have to keep him in the lineup he's every not a game. I mean, let's goal score. I mean, he yeah, was a healthy scratch on se- yeah. several occasions during the season. Lekkinen was right. Yep, he was, and, and you know, he, he, Tatar's a proven goal scorer. Lekkinen's not a proven goal scorer. I mean, it's as simple as that. I mean, that was a great goal he scored in the overtime. Uh, yeah, but I really wonder if. if the how much Tatar not being in the lineup has had an impact on Deno and Gallagher and on the team in general. As I said, he's just he's one of the most popular guys in that locker room. I, I mean, every guy in that room, I'm sure, loves Thomas Tatar, and uh, it's got to be hard for him, obviously, sitting out. And some of his teammates it might be hard on them also to see him sitting out. And they know, you know, before he was made a healthy scratch for the first game, I think I guess it was in the Toronto series. I mean, I remember he he did a Zoom interview and he was talking about. Uh, yeah, it was one of the Toronto games because they were facing yeah. the And he had said how he was hoping this wouldn't be his last game with the Canadians and talked about how much him and Gallagher and Deno had become friends on and off the ice. And yeah. uh, he didn't want to be – and then he didn't even get in the lineup. Like, he had already played his last game, it turns out, unless he gets into uh, the Stanley Cup semi-final series. So, again, I think, you know, team chemistry is a big thing. And I think with him being out – okay, you sat him out for a while. Fine, okay, players go in, players go to the lineup. But to have him out for such an extended period while the team yeah. is struggling to score, to me, no, it doesn't make sense. Stu, I'd be willing to bet that if you talk to Gallagher or Dano off the record and ask them if they want to tar back on their line, I'm, I'm, I, no. I would think yeah, they would. Say yes, once again, they were together 1, for several seasons. Uh, a shout out to SportBuffShop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more. Use code six fifteen for fifteen percent off on all of their items, and you can get. Uh, any jersey, any kind of apparel, all you know, any sport, they'll have it for you. All right, okay. Um, the top four on the fence, they they gave a lot of they they administered a lot of punishment. The players they went up against in round one, round two, round three, they're still laying some lumber. 
There's still a few slashes. There's still a few cross checks, but the Tampa Bay Lightning are not getting intimidated. They're not getting physically beat up the way other teams did against the Canadians. And I think this is another big factor in this series. Without a doubt. I mean, you don't win the Stanley Cup with, by being intimidated. And last season, Julian Brisebois, the GM of the Lightning, realized that his team needed more grit. You know, we talked already about all the Kucherov and Stamkos and Hedman and all the superstars they have, but they needed grit, and he went out and got grit. I mean, they're a solid top-to-bottom team. I mean, they, you know, Pat Maroon, what a big physical presence he is. Uh, you know, we talk about Josh Anderson. You know, he's been running around hitting guys, but he sort of stopped hitting guys after Maroon had a little chat with him and looked like, uh, you're going to run around like that, then we're going to go. And they, Tampa's just such a good team top-to-bottom. I mean, uh, you know, they are, yeah, people are saying, oh, yeah, they're playing however many millions over the salary cap. Well, blame the NHL, don't blame the Lightning. I thought Julian Brisebois should have been the GM of the year for his ability to keep this team together. And they're over the cap. Well, he, he didn't break any rules. So, you know, it's, uh, I thought he should have been GM of the year instead of Lou Lamorello. But they have it all. They have, they have skill. They have the best goalie in the league. They have grit. They have size. Uh, you know, talk about the Canes, big four on defense or top four, the Clydesdales, as uh, Luke Richardson called them. The Habs have four guys like that. The Lightning have six. Yeah, you know, why don't we talk about the fact that Sergeyev is a third-pairing defenseman on the Lightning. Yeah. I mean, that's source of art. Yeah, that just shows you how you know, the Canes' third-pairing is Marilyn Gustafson. There you go. You know? Yeah, and they're able to keep Kucherov out of the lineup, and they comfortably make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, remove a player of Kucherov's caliber on the Canadians out of their lineup, they don't make the playoffs. And anyway, all right. Well, okay. comparable would be Carey Price, right? Carey Price is a yeah. big star. So if you take Carey Price out of the Canadians lineup this year, they probably don't make the playoffs. I mean, Jake Allen. Would you, because uh, at one point, the cameras were on Jake Allen. Would you have made a goalie change last night at some point to try no. and spark the team? No, I, 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 I you know, Carey and, and, you know, Dominic Ducharme was asked that question this morning about, you know, will he start Jake Allen for game four? And he said, no, Carey Price is their guy. No, 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 Jake no, Allen. You're not going to, I mean, you're not, you're, you're not going to, especially not at home. You're not going to pull Carey Price at home. I mean, he's, no, no, he's, he's your guy. You go with him. You're going to win or you're going to lose. Not him. with five years remaining on his contract at 10.5. Yeah, no, it's not going to end up. Carey Price is the guy. And, and Carey Price, as I said, they, they're, the Habs, they're not in the Stanley Cup final without Carey Price. He got them here. Unfortunately, as I mentioned, you know, regular season carry price showed up in the Stanley Cup final uh, instead of the playoff price that we had seen. Uh, and again, as I said, it's like 20 games into the playoffs and you go through the regular season, carry prices like this, right? Up and down, yeah. up and down. And now we're seeing that in the playoffs. And uh, if he had had this down yeah. earlier, the Habs aren't in the final. So there's two Still- With Stu Cowan of the Montreal Gazette, I'm Marinero. It's the sick podcast. You can follow us on the iHeartRadio app. And uh, on all social media platforms, uh, I'm going to call sophistication uh, because of their event rentals, uh, live music, DJs, sound systems, tents, chairs, tables, decor, lighting, photo booth, TV screens at 570-5770. That's at 514-570-5770. I'm going to call them because I think my Italian national team is going to win the Euro 2020, Okay. I'm not going to call them for the Montreal Canadiens, but I have to ask you this. You said it. I mean, I think it's pretty clear by now. The Tampa Bay Lightning are going to win the Cup. 
Is the party going to happen for them, in your opinion, on Monday night in Montreal, or is it going to happen Wednesday in front of their fans? I think it happens Monday night. I think uh, the Lightning guys have two days now to be in Montreal, and, and I think being on the road helps them in this situation. With that, they're together. They're not going home to their families, or there's no distractions. They're together. I imagine you know, they can't go out to bars or restaurants or anything, but I'm sure yeah. they can go for a walk. Say they're gonna, it's just going to be a two days of bonding, and they're going to want to win. They, like, you know, people say, oh, they don't go home and win it at home. They don't care. They, they want to win it as soon as possible. As, you know, every, they always say the fourth win is the hardest. You can't. You can't monkey around and, and say, "Oh, we're not, you know, we're not going to play hard in Game Four because we want to go home and win it home." They just want to win it. They're, they're, I, I can't see the Canes beating them in Game Four. And think about this: Julian Brisebois, um, Matthew Darsh, um, the goalie coach, uh, Yanni Gord. Yeah. Um, they, got Alex, six, they had six guys who grew up in Quebec on their on their team. Alex Killorn was born. Alex Killorn. Think about all these guys. Yeah. And how bad they'd want to win it in Montreal. Think about that, right? Exactly. And, I wrote a column this week about Mikhail Sergachev's billet parents from Windsor, who he invited to come see games three and four, got them tickets. They're here. You know, they're, 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 they're amazing. And I would imagine the Lightning, well, I don't know why, with COVID restrictions, I'm not sure how they're going to be, what they can do with getting family here. I guess they can't, but I mean, they'll be, they'll be ready to, you know, they're going to go back home. If they win game four, the Lightning will be on a plane. They'll go back home and there'll be a huge party in Tampa, uh, the Riverwalk area there in Tampa, which is gorgeous. And yeah, you know, the thing with Tampa, we're talking about the, the being over the salary cap. Yeah. Anybody who's been to Tampa and I've been there quite a few times covering the Canadians. Like you understand why guys never want to leave. Why Vincent of course. never of course. Want to leave. Why Stamkos never wanted to leave. Why, you know, all these guys don't want to leave. It's gorgeous there. That Riverwalk area, the area around the arena is yeah. beautiful. The weather is beautiful. It's a great hockey market. The Cavalier is still there. It's it's a great – yeah, and coaching his kids. And it's a great yeah. hockey market. When you go there, the atmosphere outside Amelie Arena is better than any arena I've been to. The atmosphere outside, they have picnic tables set up. They have bands. They have uh, bars. Like, it's just fun. And then the atmosphere inside the rink is fun also. And the last time I was there a couple of seasons ago, yeah, uh, uh, you know, the sports bar there, Hattricks, is a real popular place. Yeah. And it might have changed now that the, the Tom Brady arrived and the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. But back yeah. then, lightning stuff's everywhere. Like the boats, wow. the river, it's all lightning flags. It's so that's crazy. called the, what, the River Walk? Yeah, it's absolutely, if you Google it, it's absolutely gorgeous. But so it, it's can, a hockey, can... become a hockey city. It's like they love the lightning down there. And, and you understand why guys don't want to leave. And that's why some guys probably sign there for maybe less than they would get elsewhere because they just don't want to leave. Stephen Stamkos, example, he didn't want to leave Tampa. All that talk about where he's going to go back to yeah. he's going to go here. When you've been to Tampa, you would understand why a hockey player would never want to leave there. I could already see it now, the Tampa Bay Lightning players, before leaving for Tampa Bay, going to Quebec grocery stores, going to the beer store, and, 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 and stocking up on Cherry River, uh, to bring with them for the river at the river walk there, the heart seltzer, only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. And the party going on in Tampa. Hey, Stu, you know what? I'm going to agree with you. I think the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to win the Stanley Cup on Monday night in Montreal. And Montreal Canadiens fans, you've said you've wanted to see the cup. You haven't seen it since 1993. I think you're going to see it on Monday night. Unfortunately, it's going to be the other guys. And until then, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning have put the Montreal Canadiens to sleep. Stu Count of the Montreal Gazette, 
The Canadians have put me to sleep too. I can't believe that they never woke up for the series. Here I am at Essentia on Daniel Johnson in Laval in their showroom on one of their beautiful Essentia mattresses and my Essentia pillow. Stu Cowan, like the Canadians, I'm going to sleep. Ciao, bud. Sweet dreams, Tony. Thank you. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep, Cherry River Hard Seltzer, only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and The Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you.